0: The Wake Up Call is a daily encouragement to shake off the slumber of our busy lives and turn our eyes toward Jesus. Each morning, our community gathers around a scripture, a reflection, prayer, and a few short questions, inviting us to reorient our lives around the love of Jesus, who transforms our hearts, homes, churches, and cities. Now, here's J.D. Walt with today's entry. Wake up, sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Today is Tuesday, November the 29th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. Our entry today is called, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Our scripture text is 2 Timothy 2, verses 11 to 13. Hear the word of the Lord. Here is a trustworthy saying. If we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. the word of the Lord. Now consider this. The fruit of the Spirit is love, and it looks like faithfulness. Somehow I have come to think of faithfulness as something akin to an unfailing, committed kind of consistency. For instance, we have all heard it said of a couple He was faithful to her, or vice versa. It's another way of saying they didn't cheat. It strikes me as a low bar, anemic understanding of what the Bible means by faithfulness. Like, should we really be celebrating a person because they didn't cheat on their spouse? The biblical notion of faithfulness means full of faith. And let's remember, faith is not a grit-your-teeth variety of commitment. Neither is faith a blind belief in something you can't see. No, faith is the Spirit-given ability to see what can't be seen with the naked eye. It is the gifted capacity to see beyond what is and into what is becoming. Growing up, our farm consisted in three different tracts of land. They were really three farms. There was the homestead tract on Oakwood Bayou. We referred to it as the farm or the place. Then about 10 miles from there, we had the Helms' Place bordering Belco Lake, on one side, and the Arkansas River Levee on the other. We called that place the Levee. Lastly, another 10 miles from there was a tract of land we farmed in a town time forgot called Watson. We referred to that farm simply as Watson. While everyone worked in all places, Uncle Martin oversaw the farm, and my dad oversaw Watson. Watson was at the proverbial end of the road, and quite possibly the poorest town in all of America, then and now. It brings me to this dimension of the love of God the scriptures refer to as faithfulness. Watson was among the hardest and most punishing land we owned. It was the thickest, blackest, buckshot dirt you've ever seen. In drought, the cracks in the land would stretch to two inches wide. And when it was soaked by water, it would form a gummy, sticky mud they called gumbo. I have multiple memories of getting a tractor stuck after a big rain walking three miles in the mud to get another tractor and then getting it stuck trying to pull out the first one. It always felt at least 10 degrees hotter in Watson. Honestly, I hated Watson. We all did, except my dad. He loved Watson. Never have I ever seen a person so faithful to such a seemingly desolate place as my dad was to Watson. It was like he saw a very different place than we were seeing. He gave each of the fields an honorific name after the men who worked that land alongside him. I will forever remember driving down the turn rows with him in the peak of growing season and him calling out numbers over the crops. He would stretch out his arm and say, 60 bushels over one field and 50 bushels over another. He was prophesying the yields over the acres. This was no name it and claim it gimmick, but the hope-filled faith of the deepest kind of sweat equity. He was demonstrating a super ordinary, visionary faithfulness and danged if it didn't happen. Every one of the 327 souls who lived in Watson knew my dad and he knew just about every one of them. He could not drive down the road without being flagged down and solicited for a no-interest loan or an outright gift. His truck was like a mobile national bank of sorts. In my idealistic college years, when I was smarter than everyone else, I would scold my dad for enabling the cycle of poverty by giving them money with no apparent accountability. He would say something like, they're struggling, but they still want good things for their children and families. My mom and dad cared for those families like they were our very own, because they were. They were wedded to the land, just like we were. All of our lives and livelihoods were bound up together. In those days, my mother was an elected official. She was the county treasurer of DeShay County and the best there ever was, hence always unopposed in elections, until she wasn't. In those days, a new pharaoh arose in the county, and he quickly recruited opponents for all the incumbents. It's a long story for another day, but the election turned out to surprise us all. It was nip and tuck. Mom closed out election night with the narrowest of leads. Only one ballot box was outstanding. Yep. Watson. And you already know where this story is going. Not only did our many friends not vote, of the ones who voted, who had been drummed up to support the opponent, she lost. I don't think I've ever seen anything crush my dad like that did. Bright and early the next morning, he got in the truck and drove to Watson in what must have seemed like the longest 20 miles of his life. He never missed a beat. Mom didn't either. That was over 30 years and another 10,000 blessings of faithfulness to that struggling town. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. In other words, faithfulness is the track record of Jesus. And the secret to faithfulness is not trying harder to be more faithful. No, the secret is simply this, Jesus in you. He is the faithful one, and he cannot be otherwise. Wake up, sleeper. Don't focus on your own lack or failures of faithfulness. That is a lazy waste of time. Fix your eyes upon Jesus. Remember, we are faithful by the gracious presence of Jesus in us. The Prayer Father, Farmer, God Make of my life a farmer's market. Make of the garden of my inmost being a place of the faith-filled fruit-bearing of love. I want to be so captured by the faithfulness of God that it becomes in me instinctive, impulsive, compulsive, and compelling, governed by your spirit. Holy Spirit, fill me with the vision of faith that I might live out the imagination of faithfulness in my everyday life, praying in Jesus' name, amen. And the question, how is your view and vision of faithfulness challenged by today's reflection? Does it help you to understand that your own faithfulness depends on Jesus' faithfulness and not on your own efforts to keep it going? So for our hymn today, I've got a real treat for you. I was back home in Arkansas for Thanksgiving. And I invited my mom and dad to sing this hymn, this great hymn of the church, with me. Great is thy faithfulness. It's on page 44 of our newly released Seedbed Hymnal, Our Great Redeemer's Praise. So I invite you to, to sing with us. And I'll put a picture of us on the Facebook, <laughs> on the Facebook group today. You can see the three of us sitting on the couch as uh, as we sang this. It was quite a time.
1: Great is thy faithfulness, O God my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not, thy compassions they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. and winter, and springtime, and harvest, sun, moon, and stars with their courses above. Join with all nature in manifold witness, To thy great faithfulness Mercy and love Great is thy faithfulness Great is thy faithfulness Morning by morning New mercies I see All I have need Thy hand hath provided, great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto thee. Pardon for sin and a peace that endureth, thine own oh, dear blessing to cheer and to guide. Strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Blessings all mine with 10,000 beside. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. And here's
0: a P.S. for today. It's Giving Tuesday, Generosity Tuesday. And this marks for Seedbed the beginning of a 33-day festival of fund receiving. Not to be confused with fundraising. God gives through saints like you, and we receive. And God gives through saints like us, and you receive. Far from a worldly quid pro quo, this is how the fruit of the Spirit works, a la agape love. To aspire to what we are aspiring for, which is nothing less than Great Awakening, of which the wake-up call is only the tip of the iceberg, it will require receiving just under $800,000 this year. And I encourage you to explore the opportunity at the link in today's email. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash up call.